0: Let me since I'm the sultry sexy one I'll start out the um
1: the, the well how come welcome. you get to be the sultry sexy one
0: because the last time you sounded like you were recording a wind tunnel and uh, i wanna i wanna
1: i wanna yeah but I'm not doing it like that now i've got it I've got yeti lit up on the thing and my, my lip stop slurping. <sighs> God, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go over to your house, Excuse COVID me. or not, and smack that cup out of your hand.
0: I, I couldn't hear what you were saying. Boy, this is, this is, um, this is a fine cup of coffee.
1: Mmm, <laughs> I do say that it is does, a fine it, cup of coffee.
0: It, it tastes like fermented dirt. Uh huh. But that's kind of what I want with coffee. Man, yeah. My nose is starting to run. This thing, this coffee is giving me COVID. <laughs> um, okay. <laughs>
2: Welcome to Irritable Dad Syndrome. Due to uncontrollable circumstances, there will be no unique open or close this week. Our apologies for any inconvenience. Here are your hosts, Mike and Darren.
1: Hey, I'm Darren. Hey, I'm Mike. Welcome to Irritable Dad Syndrome. This is episode 74, and we are back to doing the show remotely. I am in Studio A. Mike is in Studio B. Mike's kid caught the covid
0: yeah, he caught the COVID, mm-hmm. and, uh, we have him quarantined. So we take quarantine very seriously around here. He hasn't been able to leave his room. As a matter of fact, I was talking to you this morning when he came out of his room, and you heard what what happened.
1: Yeah, you. I thought you were going to take the whip to him.
0: Uh, there was cussing. Uh-huh. Uh huh. There was yelling. Yes. Get back in your room. <laughs> what What the hell do you think you're doing?
1: I know. I called to, you. I called to didn't? ask you a question, and the next thing I hear is COVID. Go, then! Get back in your room. Who do
0: who do you think you are? What
2: is
1: wrong with you? Get back! Uh, yeah, he I came like, down for food. How how dare he? Food? Don't you don't you slide it under the door?
0: We try to, but all the food comes off, and he has to open it and, and reach out oh, and get yeah. the food off and, the carpet, and, and it's then, got Booba
1: hair. And then Booba licks the carpet, yeah, yeah. And,
0: and she has just, you know, from the night previous, puked up all the stuff that she ate from his room that uh-huh. day before. It's just a big mess. But and yeah, I he trust got all that's COVID-y. all
1: been cleaned up, right? Not really.
0: <laughs> um, <laughs> so he got all COVID-y. We took, We did the testy thing, uh-huh. the home test, and uh, I mean, we were all pretty chill about it. We've all kind of... Assumed that we're all going to get COVID. Right. You know, Bess's latest quotes on the topic is, well, we're all going to get it. So it's just a matter of time. <laughs> I'm still holding out. I'm holding out that I'm not going to get it. And I was, say, I I was
1: convinced. It. I thought, you know, I, that we made it so far into it. And, yeah. you know, we'd had, I haven't had a booster yet. I'm going to, but I'd had both vaccines and Libby's had all hers and we took the kids and we've been wearing our masks. And I thought, man, as careful as we've been, uh, we, I was really convinced that I was going to dodge it, and then I got it. So
0: yeah, the new um, the chronic has gotten everybody.
1: Exactly, exactly. So. But how is Andrew feeling? Mm.
0: Uh, he seemed fine. Uh-huh. Uh, he he was more sprightly when he was running up the stairs to get away from my tirade <laughs> this morning than he was yesterday when it yeah. happened. So I think he's getting better. It was I know, you know, when we were watching the game last night, we I I did a good dad thing. I did, I got some dad points. Um Really? K- kind of kind you of. You did so a he's, good dad thing. Yeah. Well, it took it took a while. Okay. I'm going to temper temper this with how long it took me to realize this. He's been locked in his room since Wednesday. So yesterday was Saturday. Uh it was yesterday morning I woke up and thought, "Man, I he might be getting bored in there." <laughs> so, <laughs> So uh, I went and got, you know, we have a TV, a, a spare TV, and I, you know, I donned all the protective gear. I had a mask, I had a hoodie, I had gloves, glasses.
1: <laughs> you had a hoodie. <laughs> uh, yeah, How with was a that hat on top helped? of it.
0: There's pictures. <laughs> I mean, I'll put a picture up. Uh huh. Um, and I announced through the door. Get under the covers. I'm coming in. Stop. Breathe only when you have to. Mm -hmm. So I I went in there and I brought a PlayStation. I hooked him up so he was able to watch the big game yesterday on a large screen. He can play PlayStation when he wants to. So I got dad points for doing that, but I lose him a bit because for three days he'd been up there with nothing. (laughs) I thought he had his own... He um, has an iPad, but that's just sad. Oh, okay. I don't want him to have to watch okay. a, a game on the iPad. I mean, he watches a lot of stuff on the iPad. Right. But you know, this is a playoff thing, so I wanted him to have a chance to watch it on the big the big puppy. Yeah. So anyway, we you know the reason, you know, his voice was good because we were cheering and freaking out all through the game. We we're watching it downstairs. He's watching it upstairs. Right. And we you could tell there was a lag because they would intercept we got an interception and we're screaming. And then like two or three seconds later, you hear him screaming upstairs. And then earlier in the game, he had started screaming before a play even started. And then we were screaming a couple of seconds. So it was, it was just weird lag of the
1: uh, the internets in
0: our house. Right. But it was fun. Right. It was fun. Yeah.
1: Now, for people listening who aren't in the greater Ohio area where we broadcast this podcast from, where we record it, we're talking about the Cincinnati Bengals. The mm. Cincinnati Bengals have had an insane good season with their new quarterback yeah. Joe Burrow. Well, he's not. He's what two seasons, three seasons into it.
0: Yeah, he's yeah, he, yeah he's Macaulay Culkin. I yeah, mean, he's, I, I
1: I said he. He I looks kept just best. like Macaulay Culkin. You're exactly right.
0: There were a few times they showed him <laughs> on screen when he has his um, the knit cap on, and I'm like, that's Macaulay Culkin. Yes. And yes. I, of course, best disagreed with me.
1: It's like, so cute when he puts him. on his aftershave because he still does that thing. With the yeah. hands on the side of his face, it's it's very yeah. cute. It's adorable. It
0: was annoying when Joe Pesci ran out in the field and tried to attack him, but he got away from it.
1: Yeah, he and Daniel Stern are relentless. They don't give up.
0: But no, we uh yeah, so it's a big deal here in the in the natties. And mm-hmm. I you know, so Darren and I had a discussion about football. Uh it's Which a typical Darren did. and yeah, a Darren and Mike conversation. It ended with me calling him a communist. A communist, so, yes. Yeah. I have intimated before that I don't care about sports and don't watch them. No, you I don't watch football been... at all. You know nothing no, about it. I I don't know nothing about it. I do know I do know about football. Okay, I don't know everything about football. I'm not in the in the league of Darren or uh, Darren of uh, Andrew. Uh huh. But I do know enough to to enjoy what's going on, and I've gotten into it now that the Bengals. It feels like like I know we've had an NFL team
1: here, yeah.
0: for a long time, but it feels like we just got one. Right. Yeah.
1: (laughs) It's kind of like, sure, they're, you know, they participate, they get the participation trophy every year. Yeah. And, uh, well, I mean, people who've listened to the podcast, people who've known me for a long time know that I am a lifelong Pittsburgh Steelers fan. So, you know, last weekend when the Pittsburgh Steelers, you know, the Pittsburgh Steelers came half a game shy. Of the Cincinnati Bengals. The Cincinnati Bengals won the division. The Bengals were half a game behind them. So, I mean, yes, the Bengals earned their title of division champions. And congratulations to them. And that's fantastic. You know, good for them. Well, I have a question. The the Steelers came so close. And I, I, I wanted them... To win because it's going to be pretty sure it's going to be Ben Roethlisberger's last game and I've been a fan of him for uh, since 04 when they signed him so I wanted I to think- see him go out on top okay yeah
0: I, I have a question that okay. I've been meaning to ask you since um, yesterday okay <laughs> why are you a Steelers fan because you're from Tennessee you live in Ohio what where the hell do the Steelers come in
1: I was raised in <clears throat> In a town in Virginia, Lebanon, Virginia, and when I grew up in Virginia, we obviously did not have an NFL team. And it was during the '70s when the Steelers won four Super Bowls, two back to back. Then they took a couple of years off, and then two back to back Super Bowls with okay. with uh, Mean Joe Green and Terry Bradshaw, Lynn Swan. and and those guys. That legendary, just insane, legendary. Pittsburgh Steelers team. So I grew up watching the Steelers with my brother, our elementary school. You could pretty much split the school half and half between you either like the Steelers or the Dallas Cowboys. Right. And so I grew up watching the Steelers. I never had any reason to not watch the Steelers. And then when I moved to Cincinnati in October of 99, they were horrible and they gave me no reason to change teams And the Steelers gave me no reason to change teams. So I've lived in Cincinnati for 22 years, and people will give me crap. You know, it's like this uh, woman who I used to work with, uh, Cherie, she would give me a lot of crap. Like, you need to support your local team. I'm like, Cherie, I'm I'm not from here. But I've decided something. I'm still a diehard Steeler fan, and I'm always going to be a diehard Steeler fan. That being said, if the Bengals... Make it to the Super Bowl. If they're playing against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, I am going to root for the Cincinnati Bengals. Okay. <laughs> because I would rather see them get it than anything good ever happened to Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, so... You know, I, I like, I understand football. I get mm-hmm. that. I just, my problem was I never saw why people got so excited about it. Right. But, you know, so we took Andrew to the first playoff game, you know, the when they were in the first one, it was like, what, a 31 years? Uh huh. Um, last Saturday, we were at Wings and Rings, and it was a hoot. Uh, yeah. And Andrew at one point jumped up, uh, you know, when the game ended, and I thought he was going to knock over multiple tables of, of beer um, around <laughs> us. Mm hmm. Um so we were planning on going and redoing that again yeah, this this Saturday, but right. of course COVID stepped in. But what I've done is um I have already made reservations at Moor Lines. I did it before, you know, before yesterday's game for Super Bowl Sunday and told everyone if the Bengals are I mean, if if they don't make the Super Bowl, then we're not gonna go there. we are just watching it at home. But right. if they get into the if they make it to the Super Bowl, we'll get on the Moor Lines. I will wear a jersey and I will I will have my shaven head painted orange with the black stripes. Oh
1: my god. No, you're not. Come on. I will.
0: I will. I'll do it. Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> it's gonna I'm be not, fun.
1: I'm not going to that extreme. I'm just saying if <laughs> you know what and and I'm not I'm not a bad person. You called me a commie. I'm not a communist. Yeah. <laughs> just you know what? Like I said, I've always been a fan of the Pittsburgh Steelers. And when Jacob, my oldest son, was little and he would go to school, and then it's like they would have Steeler Day, or they would have they would have Bengals Day. And he's like, yeah. "Dad, that we're supposed to wear our orange and black." And I'm like, "Well, no, you're not going to wear orange and black because we're Steeler fans." And he's like, "Well, Dad, why can't <laughs> why can't we be fans of both?" And I'm like, yeah. "They're in the same division. If you root for one, then that's the same as rooting for the other one. They can't tie. They can't both win the division." And uh, uh, so years ago, Libby and I went to uh, a bar with my buddy Greg and his wife Lynn, and they're both Steeler fans. And it's a playoff game. It was that one in the game, or in the rain and the pouring rain. And it's a uh, Steelers and the Bengals, and it looked like the Bengals were going to win it. And then there yeah. was a, a technical, and then there's another foul, and then there's a foul, and they kept moving, and, and finally, the everything kept going wrong, and the Steelers advanced 15 yards within kickoff range, yeah. and they kicked the field goal, and they won the game. Everybody in this bar was livid, furious. My buddy Greg and I, we looked at each other. We're like, are we going to have to fight our way out of this bar? And we asked our waitress, do we need to have police escort us to the car? I mean, what are we going to do? Because they were cussing us. They were they were yelling at us, shooting us evil looks. And yeah, I don't get that And Libby crap. were not uh, comfortable. Yeah. <laughs> we we're like, oh, crap, what are we going to do, you know? And yeah. we waited until everybody, everybody left before we left. And
0: <laughs> another aspect of this, of of the the fact that it's uh, the Bengals and Joe Burrow, is that Joe Burrow actually played. I come from a small town, a very mm-hmm. small town. We yeah. we got excited. They shut the town down when we got our second red light, and when we got a bridge <laughs> going over to Huntington. That's how small this town was. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's kind of um, like where
1: I grew up in Virginia.
0: Yeah, Joe Burrow actually played there. He actually played in, in Proctorville. He played against the, my high school. Okay. Fairland Dragons. Yeah. Um. And I, I read it was 2013, which blows my mind that it was that recent. Yeah. Um. But anyway, yeah. So I, I just, it fills me with glee that there's somebody in the NFL, somebody in the home team here, somebody that's potentially going to the Super Bowl that may have at some point eaten a Tudor's biscuit. <laughs> you know? It just, it just makes me happy. Yeah. It just makes me happy.
1: Okay. That's good. Nice that you have your priorities. <laughs> <laughs> I will say Another something. Another piece
0: of this. Let me, let me say one more thing. Let me say one more thing because okay. I didn't touch on this. Uh, if I do do what I said previously, that I'm going to wear a jersey and paint my head orange and black and we're going to go to More Lines. Uh-huh. Immediately, if you are at More Lines on, on the Super Bowl and it's a Bengals are playing Super Bowl and you see a guy – Walk in like that. You're going to think, man, that's a super football fan. Yes, I- I'm. I'm waiting for someone to try to say something to me, and I have no idea what they're. I was going to
1: say, you're going to have to learn some stats. You know,
0: there's <laughs> a man. I can't wait till Joe Montana gets out exactly. there.
1: Exactly. Uh, the guy's like, man, that's a better pass than Andy Dalton he? made, and you will be like,
0: yeah. <laughs> which which one's OJ? Is he still
1: in the? Is he? <laughs> no, OJ o- o- don't play anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Is is Dan Marino on the lineup? Is he playing today? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're gonna yeah. you got to learn a few things if you go in dressed like a hardcore uh, lifetime <laughs> Bengal fan. Well, I, I wanted to say one other thing.
0: Go ahead, uh, go ahead, go ahead. Uh,
1: yeah. I think Joe Burrow, uh, uh, he comes off like a nice guy. Okay, yeah. I like the guy, and yeah. if um and if they win. Okay, it's good for the town, and it's it's it's. I mean, it's going to be great for Cincinnati, and it's you know it's like so many of my friends are Bengals fans, and it'll be good for them. So you're not going to hear me pissing on the Cincinnati Bengals if they win um, a Super Bowl. Okay, yeah, he does. I I promise you, you're not until (laughs) as soon as somebody starts dogging and telling me that they're better than the Steelers because the Steelers have won six. Yeah. So I've already yeah, got my well, comeback ready. It's like if okay. they do win a Super Bowl, I'm going to say win five more and tie us, and then come talk to me.
0: <laughs> well, Joe Burrow, <laughs> he, he does he licks his fingers a lot, uh-huh. and, and you know Charlie
1: was he preparing for that. having a stamp in front of him?
0: No, every time he's getting ready to start a play, he licks his fingers. And Charlie asked, COVID. you know, early on, and I thought, well, yeah, I thought COVID. Yeah, he's giving the other team COVID. Um, uh, I, I thought, well, he's just doing that to get a better grip on the ball. And then, you know, we're at the end of the game. He has licked his fingers at every play. And I thought, you know, he might just like the taste of the football. He might <laughs> it, it's it's considered mm. it's considered uncouth to take the football and and lick it, you know, yes. On, yes. on camera. You can't I, fit it into your face into that face grill.
1: I so uh, now, I haven't watched I, I've watched a lot of football, not. More football than any other person I can imagine, but I don't know that anyone's ever licked the ball that I've seen.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm not a fan Stop of ball licking. licking. The football. Yeah, yeah. You want there's to keep a, your a show ball title. licking and yeah. sports separate. <laughs>
2: <laughs> now let's see. I think it's on channel twelve. <laughs> Pussykins
1: cat food tastes real good, satisfies cats like a cat food should, harden their muscles, softens their fur. Pussykins cat food makes them purr. Are you getting more cat food lately, but enjoying it less?
0: So you, you left WLWT. I did. Are you out of there yet? Because I, 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 I almost—I didn't want to like get the wrath of your friends. I didn't—I didn't care about your feelings, but uh, I almost <laughs> on one of your posts, I almost commented, "Jesus, are you? When are you leaving? You've been posting pictures for
1: five days now. Is this? Are,
0: get him out of there."
1: Well, man, I've been there, or I was there for fifteen years. So, yes, you were. Uh, I went through, and I put together a ton of. uh WLWT memories that I wanted to share And 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 I posted Just a ton of pictures on my Facebook page Of all these people who I worked with Who have left long before me Some have passed away And uh, it was just something that I wanted to do I wanted to say goodbye the best way I could Because I have so many great memories of the place And I left on incredibly good terms And uh, But yeah, my, Wednesday was my last day And today is Sunday the 23rd Tomorrow yeah uh, makes my first day, uh, at my new place.
0: Yeah. So are you, are you nervous?
1: I am nervous. I mean, it's, I didn't have, I had no idea I had another career change in me. I wasn't expecting this. No one is more surprised about this than I was. And, uh, <laughs> you know, I'm hoping that I deliver. I'm hoping that I do uh, good work that I can come up with, you know, funny and fun promos for uh, classic television. So I'm, I'm looking forward to it, but I am nervous. And uh, tomorrow we're going to have a meeting, and I get to meet the other people on the team. It'll be virtually, and uh, yeah. So I'm, yeah, I'm very nervous.
0: Um. So, so you're working remotely. So how is your? Like, you're not literally going to walk into a building. You're just going to log into a meeting, correct?
1: Correct. Correct. Okay. I, I I bought a new desk. They sent the computer to me. I've got that all set up. I've got my desk set up. I've got a nice little place in my basement. And uh, since I'm going to be downstairs uh, all day. You know, we moved our rabbit down here so that the rabbit can keep me company while I uh, edit promos. Okay. And it's going to be a good time. Okay. Yeah. That oh, and awesome. another thing, like, do you remember when COVID first started, the pandemic?
2: I was there, Gandalf. I was there 3,000 years ago.
0: Yeah, it was back in 1984. 85. I think. It was May okay. of 85.
1: That's right. And Aliens they,
0: 2 had just come out. I remember that.
1: Exactly. Well, they you know they issued the lockdown and they said, yeah. you know, and they sent hundreds of people home. Well, uh, at, at WLWT, they told me to take this computer and you can log in remotely uh, at the station and you can edit your commercials from home. So I moved my dining room table over into a corner and just yeah. put the computer on top of that and started doing that the first day. And Libby, asked me what I was doing. And I was like, this is only going to be for a couple of months until we flatten the curve, right? Yeah. (laughs) It ended up being that way for almost two years. I know. Just last night I had moved everything out. We took back our dining room. We have a dining room again. Okay. It was great. We had dinner in our dining room for the first time in over two years last night. Wait, wait, So
0: where is your damn office then? I've only been half listening. Is it down in the basement?
1: It's down in the basement. You know where Studio A is, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. So my desk is on the opposite side of the wall from Studio A. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's pretty cool. It's going to be great. Yeah. Very much looking forward to it.
0: That's where we took pictures, the first irritable dad syndrome picture. That's
1: right. Jeff Brown came down and took pictures of us against that wall right there.
0: Yeah. Oh, so, so you could just go, you can just stand up and walk right out because you have a walkout basement. You can just walk right out there and
1: I can just walk out and, and stand under my gaze bow. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, congratulations. I, I hope it works out. Uh, this Thank is, you. Uh, you know, I'm excited.
1: Yeah, I am too. I'm nervous, but I think it's going to be a great step. I think if I had not taken this job, I would have uh, kicked myself.
0: Yeah, you might have thought about it over and over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've found that the older I get, a lot of decisions are driven by if I don't do this or if I don't do that, I'm going to regret it. So I will do
2: that thing or not do that thing. Yeah. Yeah. This portion of Irritable Dad Syndrome is brought to you by Diff Liquid Concentrated Wallpaper Stripper. With its unique enzyme action, Diff dissolves old paste and cuts wallpaper removal time in half. That's right, half. Imagine all the free time you'll have after stripping wallpaper with Diff. Hell, you could take a walk, go to a movie, or shoot pool with your old buddy that just got out of prison. Your options are unlimited with Diff. Oh, and did I mention that no steamer is needed? It may sound crazy, but it's true. No steamer is needed when removing wallpaper with Diff. Diff is the only one that really works. Look for Diff wherever quality wallpaper stripper is sold. Diff, the official wallpaper stripper of the 2021 Summer Olympic Games.
1: Well, a couple of sad things happened this week on the same day. On the very same day. uh, I don't know if you like the singer Meatloaf. I loved his music. I had... Uh, A a lot of Meatloaf fans only had Bad Out of Hell and then Bad Out of Hell too. But there's an album of his called Dead Ringer. And that was the one he released right after Bad Out of Hell that, in my opinion, is a 100 times better than Bad Out of Hell. Okay. Okay. Insane good album. I listened to it I don't know how many times, front to back. Uh, An incredible good album. This guy could sing his face off. He was insane, amazing uh, vocalist. And I just I really enjoyed his music, and okay. he died. And then, like yeah. a couple of hours later, we find out that Louis Anderson, one of my all-time favorite comedians, has. Passed I away. love
0: I love Louis Anderson. So I want to take these. I want to take them separately. So okay, yes. Let's let's start with Louis. Okay, one of my favorite. Okay, so I watched comedy incessantly as a kid. We had HBO, right? Uh, so I watched all of the, oh, um, what were they? Uh, comic reliefs. Uh, I watched Robin Williams and, um, George Carlin, right. Uh, Richard Pryor, Eddie Murphy, all, you know, their specials when they were on, uh, I watched all of the half hour, you know, there was like the one night stand There they were different mm-hmm. half hour comedy shows. Yeah. And through all, I watched it constantly. I watched Norm McDonald's first, you know, his first one night stand of those things. So yeah, I've watched comedy my entire life. so for a, a bit or for a show, to stand out amongst those is is says something. So there's a few That's that true. stand out to me. You know, one uh, that stands out to me is, you know, Eddie Murphy. Uh, another that, that stands out is George Carlin. I, I mentioned it in the last episode or a couple mm-hmm. episodes ago. He's wearing the blue sweater. Yes. Uh, but another one that stands out is Louis Anderson did a special – and I don't know, I don't remember the specifics of the bit. I just remember through almost the entirety of it, he was laying down on the stage, yeah. just be like, ah, <laughs> like he was in pain. And I was in, like I was a kid and I was in tears laughing. And I know I wanna, I wanna find it again and watch it again in, in context as an adult. But I, you know, from that, and then from then I saw him, you know, he appeared on The Tonight Show. Uh, Letterman, that, that was when he was like really starting to, to be a thing. His and he first was one appearance, of his first appearance
1: yeah. on the tonight show with Johnny Carson, you can hear Johnny Carson almost falling out of his chair, laughing at him.
0: Yeah. And he he was one of them. So I gave this is how I ranked comedians in my head. As I, I mentioned, I watched Comic Relief every year. Mm-hmm. Uh, there were some that would come take the stage of Comic Relief, and I would skip them to go get Doritos or something. Right. And then there were other ones I was guaranteed to watch, like Robin Williams or those. But Louis Anderson was one. He was like I can't miss his bit. And you know Stephen Wright, right? That. But I loved Louis Anderson. I didn't watch his. Uh, more recent stuff. As a matter of fact, I, I was every time he would pop up, I was always surprised he was still around. That's terrible, yeah. but I watched well, him all the time in the in the eighties and nineties.
1: Okay, so one of my favorite bits of his that I would always, <laughs> whenever my buddies and I would go to a bar, <laughs> I would think about this. He talked about people who would drink, and yeah. then after they would have a hard night of drinking, they'd go to a restaurant and they'd say, "Okay, this is what I want." I want pancakes, scrambled <laughs> eggs, <Yeah>. potatoes,
0: <laughs> and beets. <laughs> I want beets. <laughs> Some of my
1: buddies would go out and get a couple of beers at us and just start yelling that we want beets. <laughs>
0: ah, they make those sounds. Ah,
2: I'm drunk.
0: I'm drunk. I'm drunk. I'm drunk. Who's drunk? I'm drunk! That's right. And they order foods that they don't have. Do you have any beets? I want beets! And I was there before they had beets. Beets, 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 beets!
2: <laughs>
0: all right, here's what I want pancakes, French toast, french fries, two eggs, corned beef hash, all with gravy on it, and beets on the
2: side.
1: Now! Okay, so Zach Galifianakis created a show called Baskets. Okay. Basket? Baskets. Zach Galifianakis is a clown. Yeah. And the name of the clown is Baskets. And he plays himself and his twin brother. Well, Louis Anderson plays Zach's mother. Okay. He plays a female. He doesn't play like a man who's transgender or a man who becomes female. He plays his mother. (laughs) And... It, it it just he won an Emmy award for it, so deserved. <laughs> he won the Emmy award for best supporting actor for playing Zach Galifianakis' mother. And if you haven't seen Baskets, you absolutely have to. That's but awesome. I mean, Louis Anderson, he was one of my absolute favorites.
0: Yeah, he was great. Now, now, Meatloaf, I'm I'm afraid I'm going to piss you off. I'm going to try not to piss you I don't and think other you, people off. I don't think off. you
1: are because I think I know what you're going to say.
0: Well, hold on, hold on. I, first, I want a disclaimer. If you're a millennial or younger. Fuck off! You have no place in this conversation because I know in your age range, meatloaf is a legend, and, and you guys, you like things ironically or you don't like them. Who knows what goes on with your weird crap on mm-hmm. the interwebs? So I'm talking to Gen X and above. Everyone okay. else, just go go vape or have a, a Kai tea. Yeah, the, yeah, the yeah, rest yeah, of yeah. us, the adults, are talking.
1: Just go on, just go on TikTok and yeah. send the videos of you changing clothes.
0: Yeah. So I could never tell whether meatloaf was a serious artist or if he was a parody like a joke like not weird owl but in the vein of weird owl i know ne- because i never like songs like uh, i would do anything for love but i won't do that just that title and i saw the video and i'm like that he can't he, he seems serious, and it mm-hmm. sounds serious, but I yeah. can't imagine any – and I would see people, like, quote it, and I wouldn't – are they being ironic, or do they really like that? Uh, just the name, Meat Loaf. Right. I never – so was he a – I think I want to – I'm 50 – okay, the vote is in, in my Congress, 51% of the Senate in Mike's head believes <laughs> he was a serious artist. But 49% are holding out thinking he was playing everybody.
1: Right. Well, in my opinion, it was hard to take the guy seriously when his name is Meatloaf. <laughs> yes. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but, because I am I remember as a kid when I first heard it, I was just thinking, this guy is, this is a pretty good song, but his name is Meatloaf? That's yeah. a nickname that his dad gave him. Okay. So, and then it's like you know, after I watched some interviews, got to know the guy a little bit. I never met yeah. him, didn't know him personally. Then yeah. I just like, okay, uh, great singer, dumb name. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay. I guess I can. I, I can see. That I. I. Res- okay. Yeah. That helps. That helps. That perspective helps. Right. So he and was serious I- in his music. He wasn't trying to be. Funny. Oh,
1: no, no, no. He was absolutely serious with his music. He gave it. I mean, he gave it 110%. And okay. one of the reasons why he was so successful was because this guy named Jim Steinman yeah. wrote uh, the majority of his songs, all the songs on Bad Out of Hell, everything off of Bad Out of Hell 2, and then most of the stuff off uh, his other albums was written by Jim Steinman. Jim Steinman okay. also wrote Total Eclipse of the Heart for Bonnie Tyler. He wrote Making Love Out of Nothing at All for Air Supply. And he wrote um, um, It's All Coming Back to Me Now for Celine Dion. I know you're a big Celine Dion fan. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So, um, but, but yeah, that was, I mean, it was, and I, I don't think Meat Love would have been as successful had Steinman not written those songs for him. Sure, somebody else could have written yeah. uh, uh, killer songs for him. Yeah. But I don't think he would have hit that level of success had it not been for Jim Styman. And I don't think Jim yeah. Steinman would have been what he had, you know, the legend he'd become had Meatloaf not saying his stuff. They I mean, they helped okay. each other out. Insane.
0: Okay. So I think I'm I think going to start listening. I, I'm going to listen to a few things now. Because just what you said, I, I'm a weird – I don't know if you know this. I'm a weird guy.
1: You are. I do uh, know that.
0: I can have – like a little thing can keep me from – ever even trying something. But now that I know that Meatloaf was a nickname and that he was serious, I think I can listen. I may have to take like a Meatloaf C D and put it in a sting case and pretend I'm listening <laughs> to Sting.
1: You don't want people to know you're listening to Meatloaf. No, 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 no.
0: no, no I want to trick myself. <laughs> right. Because if I look down and I see it's Meatloaf, instantly my brain's gonna be like, come on, man, what are mm. you doing?
1: Uh um, let, let me say one more thing about because you, yeah. you said you had a hard time taking him seriously. I think, well, had they ever made a meatloaf biopic, a movie about him, yeah. Chris Farley could have played Meatloaf. <laughs> he could. Chris yeah. Farley could have would have totally killed the character oh, yeah. of, of Meatloaf. Yeah. Yeah. That would have been
0: his <laughs> serious role, too. That would have been the thing that, that Tom hanks him. Yeah. Uh, like that a few Tom years later, hanks you'd see him too. in a World War One movie. <laughs> here uh you know so it, it made me think of a couple other things so and i'm not going to drone on and on about this i just want to draw a, a parallel here okay i think everybody knows Ooh, you're going to draw a parallel i am wow. and, uh, without it without a ruler everyone knows uh, i think that listen to this for a while that i'm a tool fan mm-hmm. uh and tool fans are some of the most insufferable people you'll ever be around um they you listen there's like memes and there's jokes everywhere you listen where they a guy listens to one tool song or a lady listens to one tool song and all of a sudden they're lecturing all their friends about taking music seriously and blah, blah blah right. So tool themselves, Maynard and the whole crew are annoyed by their own fans because of that. Uh-huh. so they place things all the time in their albums that are just to be funny, just to like mess with people. And then watch as the fan, like the weird fans, will take those and like draw parallels to UFO conspiracies or or hidden doorways of reality. When mm-hmm. I mean, all it is is them playing around. And I'll give two examples. One is on uh, Enema, their second album,
1: halfway Wait. through. Ha- on Wait. the have, their album yeah. was called Enema.
0: Yeah, but it's spelled it's it's spelled A E. It's got the A E or combined. It's that weird letter. Uh-huh. Enema. but the song Enema is about uh, California washing away all the fake people, washing away and and getting rid of that almost like America getting an Enema. It's like a play on words. That's okay. actually that's an example of something that they do. But uh, halfway through the album, at the end of one of the songs, they have you know if you back in the day you listened to vinyls or me in the day now, you get to the end of a side and it makes that. Th- Sound, yeah. you know, uh, they pretty put good. that. Yeah, they put that at the uh, end. That's my Foley work. They put that at, at the <laughs> end of the. I think it's the fifth or sixth song on the CD, and they did it as a joke, so that you know you hear that, and then the next song starts. It's supposed to like jolt you or scare you a bit. They did it to be funny. Uh-huh. But I remember back in the day seeing on the uh, on the Netscape forums. Uh, All these people, all these reasons, and they timed how long it was. They timed the pause for the next song, and that means something. Uh, So you can see why Maynard and the crew would would hate their own fans. But uh, on the same album, they have this thing called Die, I, Satan. And it is a weird beat with a German uh, speaking, and it sounds evil. It sounds Uh satanic, and Satan is in... The um, title, it's a German guy reading a recipe for chocolate chip (laughs) cookies (laughs) or some form of brownies. So they do Uh stuff like that all the time. So like I come, I I look at that and I, I see there's a band that is taken way too seriously and they're having fun with it. And then I look at Meatloaf, and it's like the opposite. He's being very serious, but it's hard to take him serious because he has a non-serious exterior that I need to break through. It's like a they're like a negative to each other to me. So uh-huh. I, 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 you have opened up a new doorway. I'm going to be a Meatloaf fan.
1: I okay. have a
0: feeling by the time we next get together,
1: it's if you listen to the Jim Steinman stuff, uh-huh. you're going to love it. There's okay. some of his stuff that was uh, uh, written by other people. That's not that impressive. Uh, okay. He does have an album called Welcome to the Neighborhood, which okay. is really good. Uh, yeah. Steinman writes two or three songs on it. And then uh, some of the other songs are, are, are good. They're written by other artists. He does a Sammy Hagar song on there called Amnesty is Granted. That's okay. A- amazing. Okay. I mean, And Sammy sings background and plays guitar on oh. it. It, Sammy, oh, yeah. Sammy,
0: Sammy, is friends with everybody. It seems. It seems oh yeah, like Sammy everybody loves likes everybody.
1: Sammy. I've been so excited because uh, I was telling you three or four weeks ago that I think something's wrong with Kroger. I'm not getting any <laughs> any fun out of going to Kroger anymore. Yeah. yeah. Until a couple of days ago, and and I don't even know where to begin with my disappointment with Kroger because I'm walking through my Kroger. And I'm going through the produce department, and I look on the floor. Okay. Okay. I notice there's a. Sometimes they put signage on the floor. Have you noticed that? (laughs) They started doing that in the nineties. Let's put signs on the floor. Yeah. Because there's not enough for people to look at (laughs) hanging from the ceiling and on the shelves.
0: Well, people are looking at the floor because they're tired of seeing the up up top. So Kroger is just putting stuff on the floor now.
1: Well, I looked down on the floor as I'm walking through the produce department and the sign says, feeling adventurous? <laughs> now, normally, normally, <laughs> my voice is cracking. <laughs> normally, when I'm shopping, the answer is no. No, But no, I no. saw this and I thought, you know what? I kind of am feeling adventurous. <laughs> and I thought, what kind of adventure can I get into today at Kroger? Adventure is out there. It is. What do they possibly have in store for me that could uh, cure my need for adventure? Golly gee
0: willikers, Mr. Cox. What did you find?
1: Well, I'll tell you, Mikey. I looked straight ahead, and there was a a refrigerated uh, section where you could buy some uh, bratwurst or Uh bratwurst, depending. And I'm like, well, that's not very adventurous. No. You look past that, and then there's the deli department, and then I thought, maybe they're going to let me cut my own meat. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. But I doubt it. Yeah. So, uh, if you look to your right, there's um, uh, a big thing of uh, uh, unsalted pecans and almonds. Okay. Further to your right, you're going around the clock here. If you look at 5 o'clock on your right... Yeah. That's just the produce department. There's oranges and lemons. Um, to my yeah, left is the floral department.
0: So while you've been talking, I've been imagining Harrison Ford in a fedora with a bullwhip and a machete yes.
1: looking yes. around.
0: And I can tell you that this is the most boring uh, Indiana Jones I've ever seen in my life. I know. I haven't seen I, the adventure yet.
1: I, I haven't either. I still had. That was well over a week ago. I'm okay. like, th- they asked the question. Feeling adventurous, but they give me absolutely nothing to back it up.
0: That's just rude. I mean there's and a crowbar. So, and so there. now
1: now I'm wanting I want to jump out of a plane. Okay. Mm. I want to go find hidden treasure. Yeah. But I, I'm left I'm just left unsatisfied. So thank you, Kroger, for yeah. that.
0: So I, I actually have a Kroger story of the week as well.
1: Okay, go ahead, hit, and then I've got another one.
0: Okay, so I don't know if you've noticed, but there's been an extreme shortage of baggers.
1: There has been.
0: And I, all through uh, the pandemic at large, I was going through the self-check, unless I had like an ungodly amount of groceries, which I did yesterday. So I'll tell the end of the story first, so you can see, you go backwards. The end of the story is I spent
1: about... This will be like a Quentin Tarantino story. It is,
0: this is a Quentin Tarantino grocery story. You tell the end, and then you tell how Uh, it began. Okay, Mike. Mike spent three hundred and thirty dollars on groceries yesterday. Good God! I didn't believe it myself. I actually. How many actually blue
1: bunny ice cream bars did you get?
0: We're well stocked. I, I pulled away and I, I from the, <laughs> from the register and I stopped and looked at the receipt and I'm like, yeah, by golly, he got everything on there. So I had a very full cart. Okay.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I'm going up there and I'm like, you there's probably no had way two carts. there's no way that I am bagging all this myself. And I was, I was annoyed already. I got annoyed in advance. It's like if they do not have a bagger and I looked and I saw a couple of baggers walking around and I thought, okay, they're surely they're going to call in the baggers for this puppy. I get, you know, down, I watched the person in front of me bag everything themselves. Okay. And this is not going to stand with what I've got here. So I thought I am going to bag Passive aggressively. I'm going to take all the time I need as an amateur bagger to make sure that my things are bagged correctly That'll and show placed me. in my cart properly. Before you go, girl. on. Yeah. Normally, I do the the you know the, the card and the Kroger Plus card and all that crap, and then go down. No, I skipped all that and I went down to the end. And I'm taking I'm taking my time mm-hmm. and occasionally looking up at the cashier and looking up at the people who were <laughs> very annoyed behind me. I don't know if I need to tell you this, but $330 <laughs> worth of groceries is a lot of stuff to bag. It's a lot of groceries. So after probably about five or six <laughs> minutes of this, the uh, mm-hmm. the cashier jumped in and started helping. There were baggers, free baggers, walking around. They weren't helping. And I'm Ugh. just bagging. I'm bagging, you know, not slowly, not intentionally slowly, but very methodically and very purposefully. And I get to, I had, I was ready. I was ready for someone to look at me the wrong way or someone to make the comment, could you hurry it up? To which I would say, I don't know. I'm not trained to do this. This is not my job. Right. And I, I don't like people that do that. I don't either. But come on. There's mounds of growth. This is ridiculous. And like, so I get to the end of everything. Once the final bag, I'm lifting it from the thing. And I'm about to go back and pay. One of the beggars comes over and says, hi, welcome to Kroger. And I just laughed. <laughs> I just laughed like you just did. I laughed. I laughed like they'd come up and told me the knock, knock, uh, interrupting cow Moo joke for the first time. Uh-huh. And So I went back and I did all the money thing and I came out. I woke up the gentleman behind me. It's your turn now. And left. <laughs> And I was like, I actually had to bag everything. I mean, not everything. The, the cashier ended up bagging like four yeah. or five bags of stuff. But that's becoming a problem. I don't want to sound like a first-world problem person, but I'm getting tired of that. Because no, I, I know understand what
1: you mean. I've if, worked
0: at Kroger in the past. Let me. I, gonna, I worked I'm,
1: at Winn-Dixie for five years.
0: I know that you pay more at Kroger because they're bagged and because of all this stuff. So it's annoying. It's like, oh, man. maybe you should cut some of my bill off because nobody's doing what they're supposed to be doing here. Right. I get that it was a game day, but you can't Mm -hmm. tell me that that many Kroger baggers are Bengals fans.
1: Right. Well, now let me tell you something. When I used to work at the grocery store back in the eighties and the early nineties, you know, and I've talked about Don Wilcox on this podcast. I don't know how many times, Yeah. but he did not want anybody it's like customers did not bag their own things and yeah. it was very very common that if there were more ca- if there were more customers than baggers he would call people from produce he would call people from frozen food he would call yeah. people from the meat department he would call yeah. people from the meat department to come up and get the customers out of the store because yeah. his philosophy was when they're shopping you you know you can stop them and ask them how are you doing today can i help you find something whatever yeah. when they're buying and paying at the end they're ready to go and so right. it was very un- it was very common for him to say darren customer service over the intercom or yeah. mike customer service and he would bring people it's like in, if, if there were bag boys who were stalking or blocking the aisles he would call them up oh, and I have not ever heard anybody at any grocery store <laughs> call someone up to the front for customer service. It's just yeah. not a thing anymore. They just whoever's there is there.
0: Yeah. Well, okay, I tell yeah. you something, uh, and I'll I'll say I'll speak directly to Kroger. Uh fist bump Freddie back in the day would have not let that happen.
1: No, he would not fist bump Freddie. No, he I'm wouldn't.
0: Just, that's all I'm saying. I don't know what you guys did with him. Right. I don't know what happened. But if bring he was still working there, if yeah. he were still working there, uh or doing the same position, I don't know. Maybe he's moved yeah. on. Maybe yeah. I, I hope I I hope that he's moved on. Yeah. Uh to a better position. But yeah. uh if yeah. you Yeah, my manager,
1: got- Mr. Wilcox, yeah. would come down out of his office and bag groceries and take yeah. people's stuff out to their car for them and bring in carts. Yeah. He did all of that stuff. Yeah. yeah. I got one more Kroger story. All right. Is This is on a different night than when I was seeking adventure. Uh, I had a couple of things. And uh, I took Cameron to swim, ran by Kroger, grabbed a couple of things. And I'm going through the, the line there. And the cashier, uh, this dude, was talking to uh, the other guy who was bagging. Yeah. Here I have two things. And this is the day where there's a guy waiting to bag my stuff. <laughs> I could have grabbed <laughs> that by myself. you know? Anyway, I'm wearing my Steeler jersey. Yeah. And the guy looks at my jersey, and he looks at me, and he looks at the jersey again, and he said, can I ask you a question? And I thought, okay, he's going to ask me, why do you live in Cincinnati and you're a Steeler yeah. fan or or something? And I said, yeah, sure, knock yourself out. What's your question? Yeah. He says, what would you do if, say, some stranger, just random person walked up and punched the <laughs> out of you? No, oh, jeez,
0: I, I I think that's how a few Steven Seagal movies have started with a confrontation <laughs> like that.
1: And I, I'm like, "Excuse me, he goes, I mean, I'm just curious. I'm just 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 asking." And I said, "Well, I've, I I would punch the person back." He goes, "Oh, oh okay. Right. Well, here's your receipt. Have a good day." <laughs> hey,
0: just uh, that's I, like I don't the, know. That's like the hillbilly version of making you an offer you can't refuse. There was like a subtle thread in there. It's a nice exactly. house. It'd be a shame if something were to happen to it. Exactly. Thing. exactly. Wow.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, we were talking about Louis Anderson earlier. And a um, uh, very funny comedian. Uh, clean. Very clean comedian. Well, you and I, with uh, your wife and my wife, we went on a double date last week. And we went to see Nate Bargatze. Oh now, my god. I don't know if 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 you don't know who Nate Bargatze is, you need to know who Nate Bargatze is because this guy made me laugh so hard. My face hurt, my sides hurt. I mean, I just in yeah. awe of the guy. I don't know where he finds the the material because I mean, he could walk from here to there, pick up a a paperclip and talk about finding this paperclip and you're just crying laughing at him.
0: Well, see, I didn't know anything about him. You 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 let me know that he existed and then I watched one of his specials and I laughed myself silly. And I end up watching all the specials, but I've really yeah, he's paid got attention to two specials
1: to him. on Netflix right now.
0: There's really not any punchlines there. He's just telling stories. He's just yeah. basically narrating his life, but mm-hmm. you just get you get giggly. Yeah. It's just it's hilarious.
1: Yeah, you're right. There's there's no punchline.
0: Yeah, like he's one of those comedians where no one else is going to be able to do a Nate Bargatze joke because Mm-mm. you're it's it's all him. You know, it's kind of like Stephen Wright, I think is in that same category. Right. Uh, a well, lot of, in the, a lot of the, ways Norm Macdonald is kind of in that same thing. Other people well, can do those jokes but not like him.
1: Well, the difference is, you know, when you're a comedian, when you tell somebody, "Hey, I'm what do you do for a living?" "I'm a comedian." "Oh, tell me a joke." Yeah. Right? Well, Nate Bargatze can't just go, well, okay, a friend of mine and I were walking on a hike. Well, okay, <laughs> yeah. uh, it wasn't really a hike. It was on a paved road. We could see the car the whole time. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Okay, so it was a hospital parking lot. And uh, uh, and we see this pond, and next to the pond, there's this turtle. Yeah. And the, the turtle jumps in the water. And I asked my friend, I said, well, uh, do you think that was cold? And then my friend says, well, the turtle's cold-blooded. Yeah. So it probably didn't bother me. It just felt like bathwater, and I didn't know where I want, you know, what I wanted out of the conversation. And then I felt bad, and uh, and so I'm like, hey, sorry about what I said about the turtle earlier, and and he's, you know, he's like, eh, you know, whatever, let's not talk about it anymore. And then yeah. it was awkward. I mean, it's like, you know, you can't. <laughs> <laughs> Stephen Wright, on the other hand, <laughs> yeah, can totally yeah. say, you know, I'm in the centrifugal Air Force. Okay, yeah. that's yeah. But I mean, you know But the crazy thing is After Nate Bargatze And again, Nate Bargatze was completely clean He didn't even say, damn it Okay, completely clean And he didn't do any crude or vulgar material Just He he talked about the turtle He talked about his daughter going to school He talked about the the time he went to a restaurant And the waitress took their order And then she quit and left And he's always wondered (laughs) Whatever happened to this waitress? Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I'm like, I, you know, I don't know how he does it. But <laughs> so after the after the show was over with and uh, we said, you know, we parted and uh, we, we, we promised we'll keep in touch. We'll talk to you guys again. And you guys got in your car. There, uh, I went to the bathroom. Okay. And I'm standing there waiting to get into the bathroom. And this guy gets in line behind me and he looks at me and goes, hey, is this where all the dicks hang out? <laughs> And I'm like, really, you're, you're gonna you're gonna try that joke after I saw one of the funniest people I've ever seen in my life, and you're gonna do the old, is this where the dicks hang out? And I didn't even look at him. I just, I didn't go, uh huh, or, uh-huh, or, uh-huh, or whatever. Mm-hmm. I didn't respond at all. And I then generally, I hope, yeah, I hope that I gave him that awkward, and he's like, oh boy, did I say something to make this guy mad, and whatever.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I generally don't speak or respond to anybody if their penis is out.
1: I'm with you. You don't talk you don't talk to people in the bathroom.
2: That's right. This portion of Irritable Dad Syndrome is brought to you by Guadalupe Shrimp Poboy Palace. Hi, I'm Dave Lay. The sandwiches at Guadalupe's are made from the freshest lettuce, homemade bang-bang sauce, and shrimp caught that day. Mmm. These sandwiches taste so good, you'll come back the next day wanting more. With nine locations in the U.S., Canada, and Vermont, there's bound to be one near you somewhere. So check out Guadalupe's Shrimp Po' Boy Palace and tell them Dave sent you. Now, back to the show. So, I have a I have a brief story.
0: Okay. Okay. Uh, about our, that you've been wanting to, I think ever since I put it on the, I didn't even put it on the rundown. I texted it to you. Right. Um, it it was so
1: good. I put it on the rundown.
0: Yeah. Um, so we have a, like most Americans, we have a, a, clothes washer and dryer. Okay. All right. Yes. And,
1: uh, I I too, as a fine American have a washer (laughs) and a dryer.
0: Yeah. So we have this, um, the button you, that you use to turn it on, uh, you can also pause what's going on. I've noticed over the it past it turns it few on, months, it turns it off. Right, it starts the cycle or pauses the cycle, and then you push it again to just completely. It's like I was going to wash my clothes, and no, I don't feel like dedicating that amount of time today. I'm going to do it tomorrow. You can you can do that. So I've noticed that over the past few months, that button has gotten more and more depressed into mm-hmm. the the console until uh, a couple of weeks ago it was like way in there and it it was it wasn't really responsive and then the next day it was like way way in there and best informed me that the the washer wasn't working so i go in there and i try to work with the button and i it looks like it's just it's like needs to be moved around a bit to come back out of the faceplate. I hadn't even asked what was why the button was so far deep into the thing. I mm-hmm. pushed it a little bit further and something inside snapped and then the button went way in. Okay. Uh-oh. So at that point at that point we're we're getting we've gotten beyond either one of our abilities to troubleshoot the situation. So I I get the service person to come out and of course they inform me it's $120 just for the person to come to our house. Right. Like, man, that's, uh, okay, above and beyond anything that he finds. And what I learned in, so obviously, you know, there's an interrogation phase. How is the button, how is it that far in there? And I found out that what Bess has been doing Mm -hmm. for months now is pushing the button. And if the button doesn't respond, she pushes it harder (laughs) and then a little bit harder. Uh-huh. Until she's cr- until until we basically broke the button off of the thing,
1: uh huh. So I was but, like, "Bess doesn't realize her own strength," is what you're I, saying.
0: I was impressed because I mean I'm the one that snapped it. <laughs> I'm the one that's I will own that. But it's kind of like I came to the tree after the little wedge had been cut into it over time uh-huh. and just tipped it over. She had done most of the work, and I just I I said I can't. I'm imagining you coming in here and pressing the button. I mean, it's not like we just got this washer. We've had this thing for like eight or nine years. I'm imagining you pushing it until it's recessed back into the thing and it's about to snap uh-huh. before saying anything about it. And it's still cockeyed, even after the guy fixed it. We paid We paid like 300 bucks, 250 bucks. All they did was was push it back into the thing, something that I was trying to do when I snapped it. So I'm a little annoyed at that. So then we had to have a button class <laughs> in front of the washer. Now, we you, no one can press the button. Uh-huh. The button doesn't press in. You have to push your finger on the button and slide it up and to the right. And <laughs> it will ding. And I said, to start the cycle, I said, if it doesn't ding, stop. Uh-huh. Don't apply any pressure. Don't get a hammer. Don't jam something in there. Just stop and call me or call someone, but don't touch it after that.
1: Don't get finger happy.
0: Yeah, don't get finger happy. So we've been doing that for about a week and a half, and things seem to be okay. Because I don't know about you, but with two kids and a dog (laughs) that likes to puke randomly, having Uh the washer go out even for a day or two is a huge deal. Yeah,
1: it's bad. Yeah. the <laughs> reminds me. I, I told you, you know, when I uh, had COVID, I lost my sense of smell. I yeah. still can't smell. Uh, I can barely smell. And by barely, I mean like 1% on a 100% scale.
0: Oh, wow. Yeah.
1: So I had uh, washed a load of towels and I forgot to put them in the dryer. <laughs> and I noticed like the next day like late into the next day that I've got these towels uh, yeah. in the in the washer And so usually you get them out do they smell musty And because you know I, I don't know the how long you can wait before you it's safe to just throw them in there. yeah so I bring in Cameron <laughs> I was like hey buddy, daddy can't smell the towels. smell these for me and tell me if they smell bad. And so Cameron takes one and he puts his nose to it goes, oh, yeah, yeah. I'm like, what do you mean, yeah? Yeah, it smells good <laughs> or yeah, it smells bad. And he says, well, the towels smell wet. <laughs> like, the, 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 you using the wrong sense, boy. I said, like, the towels can't smell. Of course, they're wet. I know they're wet, but do they yeah. smell bad? And I think he just gave up on it. He's like, yeah, yeah they smell bad. So I washed <laughs> them again. <laughs> just like... <laughs> I, yeah, I the, yeah, the towels smell wet.
0: <laughs> Anytime I'm dealing with wet laundry, I look at it as uh, you know, like the first 48 when they find a body. And mm-hmm. if I if I don't immediately know the time of death or the time of washing, I go ahead and uh, wash them again because yeah. you never know. I, I'll exactly. be that one where they say Ebola has started in Cincinnati, Ohio because somebody left with, their towels with too some, long with somebody's towels. Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> hey, speaking to Cameron, he had a a buddy. They went to a lock-in, uh, this event for our church last night, and uh, his buddy's dad came and picked him up this morning, and it reminded me of a story that I don't think I've ever told you. A couple of years ago, Cameron was going to have a friend come over and uh, and play, as you would call them, Vigi games. He was going <laughs> to have a friend come over and play Vigi games. They were going to yeah. play Nerf guns. He was going to come over for a couple of hours. Okay. So th- this is a kid that has never been to our house. Yeah. And, and that's fine, but the kid that we've met through, that Cameron met through church. Okay. So, this kid's coming over, and just as he pulls up into the drive, Libby goes, oh, she's, Libby had just gotten out of the shower, and her hair wasn't all dead up and everything. Yeah. She says, I'm not home. I'm just going to hang out here until the parents drop this kid off, and then I'll come out. And I said, okay. okay. So, this guy, this kid, and his dad comes up to the door. I'm like, hey, I'm Darren. And the guy's like, I'm... I can't remember the guy's name. And uh, and I said, come on in. I said, yeah, my, my wife ran out uh, for a couple hours, but uh, I'll be here. So, um, you, you know, everything will be fine and I'll be good. And the guy comes in and he says, do you mind if I stay?
0: Because
1: <laughs> <I said, laughs> this guy happens to be a good father who uh-huh. doesn't know. Who this kid is going to see? Who these kids' parents are?
0: Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like,
1: okay. So the yeah. guy sits down on the couch and just starts talking. And he talks <laughs> and talks and talks. And Yeah. I mean, it's a nice guy. It's a good conversation. And I'm yeah. having this conversation with him. And Libby has to stay in the room. <laughs> and she can't make a sound because I've lied to this guy and said yeah. that Libby's Gone out for a couple of hours.
0: <laughs> she's basically... She's a hostage in her own house at she's that a point.
1: hostage in her own house. And she... And I wasn't lying when I said that she... You know, her hair was wet. So she yeah. couldn't dry her hair. Yeah. She couldn't make any noise.
0: <laughs>
1: so she stayed in her room for a couple of hours. And then when the guy and the kid left... <laughs> I'm like, y- you can come out now. Uh, I'm like, God, and I had, I had told all my stories, and I had just, I completely ran out of, out of anything to say to, yeah. to keep this guy interested in whatever. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: well, uh, before we wrap up, I wanted yeah. to give a shout out to one of our favorite listeners, uh, a guy named Jim Timberman i've mentioned him several times on the podcast
0: has he started planking with jim back up yet
1: no his his facebook got hacked oh i mean not only hacked like everything hacked all his stuff his pictures everything uh just got destroyed so he hasn't been on facebook in quite some time which sucks because planking with jim was fantastic and i love watching it every day Yeah, But anyway, we we got a text from him. uh, Dear Irritable Dad Syndrome, on my way to Louisville for work, listening to the show, it's great to have you guys along for the ride.
0: Oh, that's awesome.
1: That is very awesome. And Jim, it's fantastic to have you along with the ride with us. And I want to thank all of our listeners for being on this trip with us. We've done 74 episodes now. And uh, the show keeps getting feels like it keeps getting a little bit more popular and so we wouldn't be able to do it without our listeners so so thank you so much and we want to remind you that if you go to irritable dad com, mike has put a ton of work into the website i mean it's it's about time time
0: you stop passively enjoying the show and go do some work and and look at the cool website
1: Yeah. yeah yeah but well, yeah, you can go to our website, you can listen to previous episodes, you can uh, buy cool merchandise and give it to your wife, and then she'll like, oh, wow, thanks, honey. And yes. there's just, yeah, just, it's limitless, the things you can do. <laughs> <Limitless>. <laughs> there,
0: there may be a you limit. You can
1: spend days, <laughs> literally days, on IrritableDadSyndrome.com. Well,
0: I will say, okay, so I, I look at myself, if I can be entertained by... Uh, our website. I think that's a good thing. And one of my favorite things is that there's categor- categories and you can search uh, by keyword. So if you want to know everything we've said about a certain topic, you can actually search for that and the episodes that mention it will pop up.
2: Uh, and cool. we've
0: got them categorized. If you, for some reason, like it when we review things or you like it when we tell stories from college or, or stuff like that, you can select mm-hmm. those categories. It'll pull up all the episodes that, that have yeah. those. So that's, that's a fun thing.
2: Very cool. All
1: right. Well, thanks again for listening and we will see you next week on Irritable Dad Syndrome.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 Mm-hmm. hmm hmm mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm.